People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Welcome to the Football Goonies Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, the fantasy football goonie himself. You can find me on Twitter at the FF Goonie. What can I say other than it's great to be back? Welcome to 2021. I know we had quite a long hiatus, but uh, I mean, what more can we say? Uh, we had some fantastic drafts this offseason. I'm pumped for week one coming back tomorrow night it's amazing actually it'll be today with all you listening but i'm recording this one day early um so today on the episode just to get things out of the way we're going to go over the dynasty and the keeper league drafts and just give my uh, reactions opinions and then uh on a upcoming special episode, I'm going to be, the one after this, I'm going to actually be reviewing my long-standing, uh, I think five years now, four years now, uh, not super long, but uh, a 16-team uh, league that turned into a one-keeper that, uh, spoiler alert, turned in turned out devastating for me, if you haven't already heard. Um, but before that let's get into it uh today like i said we're going to be doing the new galactic empire i believe is what it's called i haven't actually looked at this in a while which is sad because i am the commissioner still um and then prestige dynasty worldwide uh basically we'll just go round by round give a quick just overview of the way the picks went and then give a little bit of insight into how i think each round went uh, nothing too detailed or anything like that, but uh, exciting stuff, so uh, let's uh, get to it. Uh, so first off, it is the new... Actually, no, we will start with the Dynasty League, so let's get into Prestige Dynasty Worldwide. Why? Why? <laughs> So, for all the uninitiated, the uh, Prestige Dynasty Worldwide Draft uh, included, it's a 10-team dynasty. Uh, The bench, or basically the starting roster, is two QBs, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and two flex. A large bench that's expanded with with each rookie draft we've had so far. Um... I'm not going to get into the nuances of the trades. Um, You can check it out on the league if you want. Let's just say, though, a couple of uh, two or three owners really uh, completely uh, worked the draft with the capital they had and ended up with a ton of picks. And uh, I think it's going to work out decently well for them, being this was a quite talented, uh, at least on paper, 
uh, rookie class coming in. But uh, we do five round. It's a 10-team league. Um, the parameters are what I laid out, and let's get into it. So the first round, and this is all linear, by the way. The first round, no uh, no shock there, uh, especially in a two-QB league. Not a super flex, but actual two straight QB. Uh, we had Trevor Lawrence in the 101, followed by Justin Fields, Trey Lance, then uh, the big uh, two deviations with Kyle Pitts at the 1-4, Jamar Chase at the 1-5, Zach Wilson at the 1-6, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Travis Etienne being the three top running backs all in a row, and then rounding it off with the second receiver, Devonta Smith. So um, they're all pretty straightforward um, as far as a lot of the early picks with the uh, QBs. I personally had Zach Wilson as the number two QB. Uh, Justin Fields and Ohio State quarterbacks just show a real... um, What am I looking for? A real... um, risk factor to me one being a Michigan fan but two like it just never works out um and I know he's got some good measurables but he did it for so little that I'm just a little worried about it so um I don't hate the pick there uh I thought the reach really was Trevor uh Trey Lance um and then I do not like the Jamar Chase. I actually like Devonta Smith in the number two receiver role. Chase was either uh, the second or third receiver off the board for me personally. Um, other than that, I think ETN maybe was a little too early just because of the question mark. I think he's going to be wasted the first two years because of horrible uh, Urban Meyer coaching. Uh, and then obviously because the injury in uh, retrospect, uh, I was really shocked. I actually traded my 22 and 23 first, uh, and I'm generally a little later in the drafts, uh, last four spots usually. Um, but I traded both those for the 1-6 because I didn't have a first or second round pick this year and ended up with Zach Wilson, which I was really happy about. Uh, no real surprises, though, in the first round. Maybe the order a little bit, but that's it. Uh, in the second round, came back with Mac Jones at the 2-1, then Jalen Waddell, uh, Trey Sermon and Michael Carter, then followed by Rashad Bateman, his fall from grace, uh, becoming a Raven, and then uh, followed up by Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, Rondell Moore, Kadarius Toney, and Nico Collins. So a bunch of uh, receivers going boom, 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 boom. Um... I'm a little iffy on the running backs this round, and they had to go this round. Um, some of the people, especially the person who drafted Trey Sermon, uh, think highly of him. Um, Michael Carter, I guess, was just a product, but it's obviously not working out the first uh, year, it looks like, but a product of circumstance with who's in the backfield with him. Uh, overall, uh, my favorite picks of this round was getting Mac Jones this late in a 2QB. I thought he was an heir apparent uh, although he's not, he's a little capped. He he has all of the mentionables to run a a solid like uh, mid to mid to mid range QB two, I guess, in his career potentially with the offense he's in. So uh, good value there on uh, Chase's pick. And then um, I really do like the Elijah Moore. Some people thought he went a little early, but him and the Terrace Marshall picks were great. Uh, where they were. I know Bateman had to go where he did, but the second that the Ravens took him, I was just completely off. Elijah Moore was actually my wide receiver two, um, at least this year. I think Jamar Chase will probably end up having a 
better early career, but I think Elijah Moore is actually going to outlast him. Uh, and then Terrace Marshall, great one. I thought the uh, stretches a little bit were Rondale Moore, Kadarius Tony, and Nico Collins. But at the backhand, back half of the second, uh, no big deal there. Uh, in the third round, we had uh, Ramondre Stevenson come off, then Kyle Trask, Amari Rogers, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, David Mills, or Davis Mills, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Pat Fryermuth, and Diami Brown. Um, love the Fryermuth pick, love the Diami Brown and St. Rob picks. Um, I think Amari Rogers is potentially a good pick there. Uh, the ones I didn't like were uh, the running backs and then the big ones of Kyle Trask and Davis Mills. I understand Davis Mills got bumped up because the Watts and the news uh, at the point when we ran this draft is good value. Um, I think it's still decent value, but I don't believe much in him, so I think it's a waste to pick. And then, although he's learning behind TB12, I do not like Kyle Trask. So I thought that was a pick, uh, not a great pick. Um, oh, and then uh, it ended up, sorry, I cut off the last two, Trupa Hubbard and Josh Palmer. Uh, my favorite pick getting Josh Palmer that late, there's been a lot of good news. Uh, but I'd say my favorite pick of this round had to have been Pat Fryermuth. Um, I think he was second round value. So it was a great grab for, uh, for Mr. Jones. Again, he had a ton of capital in the second and third round this year. Uh, so he got a lot of good players and then a couple of good dart throws. Uh, in the fourth round, we had Tylen Wallace, uh, Kellen Mond, Javion Hawkins, Dwayne Askridge, Elijah Mitchell, Tutu Atwell, Des Fitzpatrick, Anthony Schwartz, Jamar Jefferson, and uh, Ilmer Smith. Uh, what's his name? Marset. I should know that. He's Viking. Um, the biggest pickups in this one... Uh, not to toot my own horn, but getting Kellen, assuming he doesn't get replaced, he is more than likely at least going to give me one to two years as a starting QP once they're done with Kirk Cousins, um, unless he's just trash through three years. Uh, I think he has more tools and pro he's a better prospect to learn uh, than some of the other guys that have been sitting a couple years in the league now and just look like they're destined for getting cut next year. Uh, my favorite part of this round is I call this the super trash round because in years past, uh, fourth round's been actually pretty lively. Uh, personally, I'm pretty sure two years ago I got Deontay Johnson in the fourth round. Uh, there's been a couple of gems that came out of the fourth round, even though it's kind of a wasted one. Uh, I do like the potential for Kellen Mond, and then I also like my Elijah Mitchell pick, uh, just because Mostert's going to be gone. So I know Sermon's the number one, but Elijah Mitchell could potentially be the number two, and uh, I got him at a far lower draft capital. And the way they rotate and everyone gets hurt, man, uh, it's entirely possible he becomes useful in the fourth. Uh, but I do love that Javion Hawkins has led the way with getting cut twice. Um couple injuries Des Fitzpatrick got cut like it's just it does not look good um I'm not really thrilled about this uh this group uh Jamar Jefferson's behind too many guys it's just it's ugly uh real trash uh in the fifth round uh Tommy Tremble tight end that uh hilariously got dropped Clay um uh, questioned whether it was supposed to happen and then he got picked up uh the next day on free agency uh jamie newman uh ian book larry Trent roundtree trey mckitty quentin morris kyle granson 
Cornell Powell, Philip Franks, and Hunter Long. Uh, most of these guys have either been injured or cut already, so Tremble's probably the, the bright, shining spot here. Um, I think Ian Book uh, made the team, and he's actually going to be the day of backup for um, Jameis Winston as far as quarterback, or at least they claim, so that's pretty good. And then... Um, Trey McKitty has a chance if he's Hunter Long, but, I mean, honestly, this is all trash. Uh, overall, I would say the award for best draft uh, had to have gone to uh, just Jones because he, he killed it as far as sheer number. Uh, with all the trades, he ended up uh, grand total with, let's see, Marshall, <laughs> uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I mean, he he just loaded up early on. Javion Hawkins, even though he dropped him already. But the fact that he got so many assets in the middle early rounds um, was fantastic. I thought uh, Schultz also did a really good job. Uh, he stuck around, got ETN. Obviously, that didn't work out this season, but decent value. But uh, he was also the one that landed Elijah Moore to go along with uh, Michael Carter, and I think Elijah Moore is a big uh, pickup, so those are my two favorite drafts, and then of course, myself trading up for Zach Wilson, I was pretty happy about that, but uh, I obviously did not have the best draft lacking, I probably had the worst or second worst capital, so is what it is. Uh, anyways, nothing exciting, it was pretty, uh, pretty expected with most of the draft and everything went according to plan as far as people's rankings they didn't vary too much so nothing exciting there uh we'll do some uh league analysis throughout the season i guess when we evaluate teams and where they stand um but that's about it so let's get into the the nitty-gritty the actual draft of this year the new fantastic empire So, uh, again, this is our longest-running league as far as the uh, the Foot Clan group that got together so many years ago with uh, yours truly as the inaugural champion of this league. Um, basically, it was a 12-team keeper league, three keepers. Uh, you franchise a player that's automatically kept, and then you pick three players of differing positions from your franchise player, and they go into a lottery and you end up keeping two of them. So it's a little fun. Uh, it keeps people from keeping all the running backs, basically. It makes the draft a little more... Um, I mean, basically a little more, uh, I guess, easy to come out alive. Otherwise, you'd probably have the same couple of teams every year uh, making it, just because they dominate everything other than pretty much the rookies. Um, so real quick, I'm going to run through. We did have a little housekeeping this year. We had a hard time getting hold of two of the guys. Um, and we didn't want to replace them on the off chance we can get them back next season. COVID did kind of screw up things a little bit and made it a little rough. It actually ended up being the reason why, part of the reason why I ended up 
as the commissioner of this league and running it much better than anyone ever could. Uh, not to say that the other guys didn't do the other guy did not do a fantastic job. Brian Brodsky, uh, we owe you so much uh, bringing us together and whatnot. So uh, hopefully you uh, are doing okay, and uh, we hope to hear back from you and eventually maybe get you back in. So uh, the housekeeping is we shrunk down to 10 uh, for this season. We will move back to 12 next season, whether it's reinserting them back in or adding two new players. Uh, that'll be determined at a later time. Uh, but basically their keepers ended up going back into the pool. Uh, not everyone ended up with great keepers. Some people lost out in the raffle. Some people just didn't have a good option uh, to put some in. Uh, between older players, uh, retirement, and just injuries and stuff. So, uh, real quick, we'll run through. Uh, the first one is just to give everyone a rundown of who the keepers were, and we'll go from there. So, uh, from the number one spot we had last year's last place and most awful uh, manager of all time in 2020... Uh, Chase Jones, uh, he ended up with Saquon Barkley, uh, through a trade with me, actually ended up being his keeper. Um, it did work out for him because he ended up with some extra draft capital. If we're seeing a theme here, it's that I somehow always seem to trade away my first and second round picks and drafts. Uh, the following year, I tend to make up for it and don't trade them away, but it's constantly a problem. I probably need to see someone about it. So uh, his franchise was Saquon Barkley, and he ended up with the worst keepers by far because he ended up with Hunter Henry and Brandon Cooks as his uh, raffle wins. Uh, next up, we had Mike G.A. Dogs for life here. Um, in the second spot, he had Mark Andrews as his franchise player. And DJ Moore and Joe Mixon coming out as his uh, two lottery keeps. In third spot, we had uh, Dan, Mr. Krieger. Uh, team formerly Finkel is Einhorn, I believe. Uh, he had the unfortunate incident, which you'll hear more about next episode, of uh, having J.K. Dobbins as his franchise player. Um, unfortunately, because... We do have some protections in place for injury, but that's for the lottery guys. Franchise players are kind of locked in. You can't pivot once you're out of it. And honestly, most of the time you don't want to pivot because they're usually a good keeper the following year. Uh, so J.K. Dobbins ended up being his franchise player, but he did get to keep Mike Evans and Deontay Johnson. So a good, powerful receiver combo. Uh, I believe he also had some extra picks this draft too to help make up for it um some of which were from previous owners that are no longer with us uh next up we had uh the flying frenchman axel tricot in the fourth position um keeping pat mahone no sorry jonathan taylor as his franchise and winning aj brown and pat mahomes in his raffle i know he was a little upset about that because he lost out on calvin ridley and he's not a big fan of aj brown so we're really happy that happened for him uh next up we have the perennial injury man the gucci gill uh sitting in with travis kelsey as his dynasty player and he had the unfortunate incident of pulling Chris Carson and Michael Thomas. Now, Carson's not unfortunate, obviously, 
but Michael Thomas is. This also had a caveat. If a player is in your lottery but gets injured prior to the draft, you can pivot. There was a little consulting with uh, the the ruins and uh, my parchments, and unfortunately, because he put him into the lottery knowing he was already on the pup or out, uh, he was not pivotable. You can't play that game and just put in some trash player. It's for people that are healthy that end up becoming injured. So, unfortunately for him, Michael Thomas is sticking around, but he could be good capital for next year as Kelsey is getting older. Uh, next up, in the sixth spot, we had uh, last year's newcomer to the league, replacing another older, I think a, a temporary owner, uh, Chris1914. I believe I don't have the full thing. I'm going off the phone here, but I think it's 1914. Uh, there is some actual significance to it. Uh, Chris had, to me, probably the one of the two best uh, keeper pools, and he ended up really strong in it. Um, he kept Zeke as his franchise player and ended up with Stefan Diggs and Chris Godwin. Um, I think he is the second strongest next to yours truly. Uh, but let's not sell other people short. Next up, in the eighth spot, we had uh, my or sorry, our good buddy and longtime uh, now Brian number one used to be Brian number two, uh, Brian Gerke. I always say it wrong, I'm sure, but uh, the bucking Bronco uh, SC Honker himself. Uh, keeping Dalvin Cook as the franchise and ending up in the raffle with Keenan Allen and Antonio Brown, the other A. Brown. Uh, decent keeper, especially since I think Brown's going to be a good value this year. Would have loved to seen him in the draft because someone could have snagged him a little later, hopefully. Although we're all smart guys, so it probably would have had to take him a little earlier than everyone wanted to. And then uh, next up in the eighth slot, we had Texas Bear, uh, my buddy Tyler from Houston, Texas. Uh, he is in both leagues, actually, uh, now thanks to yours truly. Uh, he ended up keeping, this was a little bit of the head scratcher for me. He uh, it maybe was a little semi-homer. Uh, he's a big Texans fan, and he kept DeAndre Hopkins as his... Uh, franchise player and ended up with Josh Jacobs and Aaron Rodgers in his keeper lottery. Uh, this was real heartbreaking for him because he had Kamara. Uh, I thought it was the wrong move. He could have franchised Kamara, put Hopkins, Rodgers, and he had another strong receiver. Uh, maybe like Jerry Judy or something. I don't remember. Uh, I just think that would have been the better route. But that being said, it's not the worst thing in the world. He still has two and a half really strong starters uh i actually believe in jacobs more than a lot of people being a dynasty owner i'm kind of kidding myself into that because i like him more than john gruden uh and then next up in the nine slot spot was yours hold up sorry i'm doing this at work and i got to make sure that we're not getting a call medic five all right i'm on medic three so good dodge on that today you see i'm double working for you people here but at least i'm getting paid for the podcast today um anyway so yours truly i ended up with uh christian mccaffrey as my 
Dynasty player and Devontae Adams and CeeDee Lamb as my lottery. Uh, I do definitely have the strongest keepers between having Adams and McCaffrey. I think that kind of seats it right there. Then Lamb was a nice piece. Uh, I could have easily ended up with a Cooper Cup or Tyler Lockett. I think I put Cooper Cup in the one of the stability with Adams and McCaffrey just to get some guaranteed points since I already had ceiling. Um, and uh, it worked out anyways. I mean, it's a little risky with CeeDee Lamb. I know everyone's super pumped on him, and I still love Amari Cooper. Uh, I think he's still pop, probably the number one in that team this year. Um, but we'll see. We'll ride. Uh, anyways, the reason I ended up with McCaffrey was a heartbreaking story. Uh, for a push to the playoff season, having rolled the whole season without Saquon and still making the playoffs, I traded for McCaffrey coming back from injury. Um, cost me a first and a second in this draft, which is really big being as there are already three rounds of players gone. Um, and then McCaffrey ended up not panning out because of injury. And the heartbreaking part, and a lot of you have heard this being in chat rooms with me during the draft, um, and it was real brutal, was Mr. Uh, Brian, number one now, offered me Dalvin Cook straight up at the same time, and I went with McCaffrey just because McCaffrey offered the higher upside, and I didn't care about this year's draft as much, and lo and behold, I would have won a championship for the second time, but instead ended up with these awesome keepers this year and no draft picks, so it evens out a little bit. Uh, and then finally in the 10th spot, not our champion, Groovy Drew. He actually lost to the champion, uh, so God bless his soul, Brian Brodsky, uh, after leaving, or before leaving us, did finally win something, winning the championship for the league that he created us, bringing us together. Shocking, I know, for the people that have played with him in the past, but not recently to hear this, but uh, he had a fairy tale of the season, did a fantastic job, and his crazy mad scientist thinking finally paid off for once, uh, outside of Megalobowl, so... Congrats to him, a little RIP to his fantasy uh, team, but that being said, he is still well with us as far as I know, so hope to hear from you soon, buddy, but anyways, uh, Groove Drew coming in at the 10 spotter, Uh, Kittle being his dynasty player, ending up with Chubb and Montgomery, so some uh, really good keepers there as well, Uh, the fact that he had two running backs and a premier tight end, he to me was maybe actually another viable top one two or three keeper set up um anyways that's all the keepers and uh as i said basically the first two rounds were devoid of me and uh let's get into it real quick so at the first round at the one one shocking pick uh so oh and to get into it basically uh for y'all that don't know our keepers or our keeper league the uh, the or the lineups are one QB, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, two flex. Uh, we added the second flex last year, I believe, and then we managed to actually get rid of our defenses this year. So we are bare naked with just important people or important. Uh, positions and nobody uh, has to play those dirty defenses or kickers anymore uh, 
yours truly pushed for that and enough people got on board this year that we made it happen um anyways let's get into the draft knowing that and it's a half ppr uh, the first pick was a little bit of a surprise, but if you know uh, Chase Jones, he went with Derrick Henry. It's not all that surprising. Passing up on Alvin Kamara, which was huge for Mike in the second spot, followed by Aaron Jones. Uh, Najee Harris, big uh, surprise for me there. Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, Antonio Gibson, Calvin Ridley, uh, Justin Jefferson in my spot, but not me, and TK Metcalf. Uh, so off the page, I like Kamara better than Henry. I don't hate the Henry pick, but if it were me, I would have actually liked to gone, um, Kamara there, but I actually had another thought for him as he's keeping, uh, Saquon as his franchise and he needs to load up a receiver. I actually would have preferred if he'd gone Tyreek Hill there and then followed up with a running back. He would have either ended up with a Antonio Gibson or a Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, it's a little different, I know, but um, I just I think he worked it out just fine because he ended up with Justin Jefferson. But to me, Tyreek Hill is such a difference maker, and maybe it's just me being a little lower on Henry this year and knowing he's not going to keep him next year. Uh, anyways, the big surprise uh, to me was obviously Najee Harris. I think he went a little early. Um, Antonio Gibson went a little early, not so much with the running back position, but just where he was. I think he should have fallen behind guys like Calvin Ridley uh, and Justin Jefferson, maybe even DK Metcalf, although I'd be inclined probably not to say that one. Uh, but that being said, he already had Dalvin, or two receivers with Keenan Allen and Antonio Brown, so that's probably why he ended up going Gibson, wanting one of the higher-end potential running backs. Uh, big steal for me were the receivers late in this, and then uh, Gil Gucci getting Tyreek Hill. I thought that one, at the very least, he should have never gotten past Axel. Uh, Axel needed the receiver help more than the running back, as you'll see later in the draft, I think. Uh, followed by the second round. Oh, and then also, I don't know if I explained this, we actually abandoned last year uh, the snake format, so this is linear, same as the rookie draft. Uh, so in the second round, uh, Chase Jones ended up with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, followed by Allen Robinson, DeAndre Swift, Darren Waller, Miles Sanders, Julio Jones, Terry McLaren, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, and Daryl Henderson. So in the second round, I thought the big one was uh, Chris being a little bit of a double homer to Julio because he's a Falcons fan who lives in Nashville. I would have liked to seen him take Terry McLaren. I mean, pretty much all the receivers this round that went after him should have gone ahead of Julio, in my opinion, Terry, Amari, and Cooper. And then a couple of the receivers in the third round I actually would have taken ahead of Julio as well. Uh, just injury concerns, new system, new offense, lower volume. I just I don't really see a path where Julio is going to be that valuable compared to some of those other guys. Um, I thought the Swift one was a little scary in Sanders, but that being said, I know it was good fair value, especially with the running backs that were left. I love the Darren Waller pick at 2-4. I thought that was fantastic value, especially considering this is basically the fifth round of the league, essentially, at least the fourth and a half round at this point uh, with all the keepers. 
and Darren Waller was the last super duper tight end. And then the funniest part was Axel was the one who took him, and Axel did not want to take him. He regrets taking him. And I'll tell you right now, Axel, I'll trade you Tyler Higby plus for him. So come at me, man. Uh, I got receivers for days. Uh, next up, I love the McLaren pick. As I said, Amari Cooper, I think he actually is probably the better player than Lamb this year. Maybe a little more volatile, but definitely he's going to end up with more points. And then the risky ones for me were the back-to-back Rams with Cup and Henderson, but I do love Cup Henderson. Not so much, especially after that Sony Michelle trade at that point. Uh, in the fourth round, Mr. Jones came back with Kyle Pitts. Uh, that was a big pickup for the future of his team. Uh, and then that followed up by Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, Brandon Ayuk, TJ Hawkinson, so two tight ends this round. Uh, and then the start of the quarterbacks with hold up we got another call maybe us let's see hard to tell anyways i guess i'll get an alert in about five seconds if it is us uh the first two quarterbacks with josh allen and lamar jackson coming off uh, a little caveat on this i don't think i mentioned was uh, the quarterback score six per passing touchdown. So the running quarterbacks are a little devalued in this. Uh, and then Tyler Boyd coming in in 3-8, followed by Gus Edwards and Javante Williams. Um, so the ones that stood out, obviously the Kyle Pitts one's kind of controversial going ahead of TJ Hawkinson. He has the potential for far more volume and better volume, um, but definitely a risky pick uh i love the locket and woods picks uh sorry axel i'm not a big fan of the iuk pick especially since i managed uh spoiler alert to get debo what four rounds later three rounds later or over three rounds later so not in love with that pick uh the hogginson pick i actually really liked here especially since it was krieger uh dan in a traded position so an extra pick for him but um, TJ Hawkinson, man. Oh, crap. I almost forgot. So uh, one more caveat, and we'll get to it later. But basically, uh, Dan ended up with an extra second pick. Man, I almost forgot it again. I forgot it in the draft. We ended up tacking it on to the second round at the end because it was one of the players that had left. And it ended up being James Robinson who got slotted into the sixth round pick that he traded away. Uh, good value there, uh, especially with ETN going down. Um, but anyways, uh, back to the third round. Uh, as I said, I don't like the IUK. I don't like the QB picks. Uh, Allen's fine. I'm just not a big believer in Lamar Jackson. Uh, the big disappointments to me in this round, um, I like the Gus Edwards one just because of volume, but I don't like Tyler Boyd at this spot in the draft. I think there were still better players. And Javante Williams is way too risky this early. He could be cashing in, but um, just not a super fan of that pickup. Especially since I'm pretty sure Melvin Gordon was still on here and ended up going a round or two later. So I think that was just not fair value for uh, Javante there. Uh, moving to the fourth round, we had Jamar Chase, Cl- uh, Chase Claypool, so back-to-back chases. 
Uh, Kyler Murray went off. Then Damian Harris, obviously to Axel because Patriots. Uh, followed by Kareem Hunt, Noah Fant, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, Dak Prescott, and Mike Davis. Um, the big rounds here. This is where the rounds kind of fell apart for me. So the last round, I got Gus Edwards late. Needed that second RB. My first pick in the third round. I thought it worked out well. Uh, this is kind of where the draft got away from me a little bit. Uh, I was pigeonholed into it, but I was hoping for a little more running back depth early, and I got hosed hard on it. But anyways, uh, Jamar Chase, I hate that pick because I just don't expect it. I don't like the Chase Claypool one, too. Um, I think he's going to end up being better than Juju. But, man, I outside of Deontay Johnson, I don't want a pass catcher for the price you got to pay for him in Pittsburgh. Um, Kyler's fine. Damian's fine. Kareem Hunt, I'm a little down on compared to last year. Uh, hate the Noah Fant pick. Uh, man, it, it's just... I don't like Noah Fant. I think it's a waste of a pick, uh, but that's just a personal opinion. Nothing against anyone who believes in Noah Fant. I think he just drops way too many passes, and there's better options. Uh, There's a possession receiver, there's a big play receiver, and there's two solid running backs and a good defense, and I just don't see enough volume for him. Uh, The Mostert one's going to be great until he gets injured, and what broke my heart was I was hoping for Miles Gaskin there, and... I did not get it. Uh, so I ended up going with Dak Prescott just because that potential for six touchdown, six point touchdown pass, if he goes ham like people are expecting like the beginning of last year, uh, could be fantastic for me. Uh, I actually passed up on Mike Davis on that one. I was a little upset at the time about it. Now, not so much um, because I thought I was going to get him the following pick as I had traded, uh, with that Christian McCaffrey trade. I ended up with the first pick in the fifth round. Anyways, so, um, didn't love, I mean, in retrospect, I didn't love the Mike Davis pick, but at the time I actually liked it. Great value. Um, the miss on that one though allowed me in the, at the 5-1 to get Jerry Judy, uh, followed by Chase Edmonds, T. Higgins, Trey Sermon, Justin Herbert, Ronald Jones, Robbie Anderson, Melvin Gordon, we'll talk about that in a sec, Adam Thielen, and OBJ. So, uh, love my value of Jerry Judy. I didn't think he should have la- He should have been at the beginning of last round, so I got him great value there. Uh, Edmonds is just fine value. I'm just really skeptical at this point and a little worried, and I'd rather have the cheaper version. Spoiler alert, I got the cheaper version. Uh, more out of necessity, though, than want. Um, T. Higgins, love that value. He's actually the last of the Bengals receivers that got drafted, but he's probably going to be the most productive this year alone. Uh, Trey Sermon, decent value, considering Mostert's going to probably get hurt. But, um less than a round behind him so not the best value i thought a great sneaky pick here was ronald jones i didn't realize it he ended up being like a top 20 back i think he was like running back 16 which is crazy because he played in like 14 games um so great pick up there uh liked the robbie anderson pick and then melvin gordon here's me sitting again waiting for a running back and Melvin Gordon goes the one spot ahead of me. Now, the more upsetting thing was 
I'm not sure Tyler wanted Gaskin because he got auto-picked that one because he was at work. Uh, I'll trade you uh, fair value if you want to get rid of him. But what it did afford me was I ended up getting Adam Thielen super late. People are down on him. He was a top 10 receiver last year. And no Irv Smith. I can't see how he's not a top 15 to 16 receiver this year or so. Getting him at 5'9 was amazing value, I think. Uh, and then finally, OBJ. Uh, potential in the world is worth the pick. The stark reality is probably not worth it. Uh, next up, we had Devonta Smith uh, at the beginning of the sixth round, followed by Risky Business Trey Lance, and then the aforementioned James Robinson, which was actually a second-round pick. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, Zach Moss, DJ Chark, Debo Samuel, and Russell Wilson. Um, don't like the Devonta Smith this year because I hate Hurts. Trey Lance is, for me, way too early for a guy that um, a guy that's going to not start week one. In all honesty, I don't think he gets in until after their bye, which I think is week seven. And you had two or three top 10 QBs from last year still on the board so not a big fan of that one at all um but I do see the upside for him once he's in uh hate Juju uh the funniest pick was Kenny Galladay lasted all this way I'm sure Gil didn't feel great about picking him but he had to take him at that point with the upside uh love the Cortland Sutton pick I think him and Teddy actually have some good rapport so I don't think it's going to be all Judy all the time. I think Sutton's fine play. Uh, hated Zach Moss, hated DJ Chark. And then, of course, I loved my Debo Samuel pick because at the end of the day, I think he probably is at least even if not outscoring Ayuk. And instead of getting him at 3-4, I got him at 6-9. So you got to love that value three and a half rounds later. Uh, and then finally, Russell Wilson. Meh, half the season's probably going to blow with him. Uh, and the seventh round was the second part of the coming back to me from the CMC trade. Ended up going James Conner, followed by Leonard Fournette, Curtis Samuel, Michael Pittman, Michael Carter, uh, Dallas Goddard. This is the big tight end run. Uh, Tom Brady, Robert Tanyan, Tyler Higby, and Logan Thomas. Uh, this was a little rough round for two reasons for me. One, I didn't really want to go with James Conner. I wanted to go with Pittman, but I had too many receivers and needed more running back help, so I went with Conner and the potential safe workload as far as carries just to get me through bye weeks. Um, not a big fan of the four net pick. I think they're, at this point, it's a dart throw anyways, though, so it's not horrible. But the fact that they replaced the pass-catching portion, like, what is he now? He's he's going to spell Jones and be maybe a goal line back sometimes. Uh, but honestly, most of the time it's either going to be Tom sneaking it in or them throwing the ball in the goal line. Uh, the Curtis Samuel one's turning into a tragic pick. Pittman, great pick by Axel. I hate to uh, give him a pat on the back usually, but I was going to take him, so <laughs> obviously I like that pick. Um, love getting Brady now. Knowing what I know out of the past, I probably wouldn't have taken Dak. I would have gotten another running back and then tried to get someone like a Brady or a Tannehill this round. Um, and then Tanyan, uh, great potential. I love Higby, my potential. 
Uh, and then I think Logan Thomas kind of a wasted pick. There was like two or three other tight ends I'd take ahead of Logan Thomas at this point. Um, and you know what? Now that I think about it, Irv Smith was still on the board, I think. I think we'd found out his injury wasn't season-ending or he might have not been hurt during this draft. I can't really remember. Either way, um, I think there's two or three tight ends I would have liked ahead of Logan Thomas. So not a huge fan of that pick. Um, next up, in the eighth round, we had Jalen Waddle, LaVisca Chenault, Corey Davis, Darnell Mooney, A.J. Dillon, Wolf Fuller, uh, Mike Gesicki, Kenyon Drake, Jamal Williams, and Jarvis Landry. Um, I love the Waddle pick in the upside. I like the Chenault pick. I'm not actually a big fan of him, but I think Urban's an idiot, and I think Urban's going to overuse him. Uh, to his detriment, so I think LaVisca actually has a decent year. Uh, Corey Davis was a huge pick. I saw it come in this round. I actually thought it was going to be last round, so that was great value there. Um, less of a believer in Mooney. I hate Dylan. hate Will Fuller for many reasons. Um, so it came down to Gesicki was one of the tight ends I liked it better, so great value there at 8-7. Um, and then Jamal Williams was just a necessity pick for me at running back. Um, but the chance is Swift gets hurt, and I end up with a decent pick there. And then, of course, Jarvis Landry is going to probably end up being the top 24 pick or receiver. So to get him at 810, fantastic value. Uh, next up, we come to the heartbreak kid himself, uh, Mike Williams, going to break a heart and break his hip uh, at 9-1, followed by Latavius Murray, now wasted pick, Tony Pollard, Sony Michelle. Michael Gallup, Ryan Tannehill, Marvin Jones, David Johnson, Marquez Callaway, and Devin Singletary. Um, so the standouts for me on this round were Tannehill. Uh, going so late was a top 10 quarterback. Uh, Mike Williams will probably disappoint be a waste to pick. I uh, love the value that Axel got. Sonny Michelle, I was actually hoping to get him this round. Probably should have taken him the round before, but wasn't thinking anyone would really be on him that high yet. I was wrong. I uh, hate the Gallup pick, but I just hate Mike Gallup. Loved the Marvin Jones pick. Uh, for y'all that weren't in the Discord chat during the, the draft, it was pretty funny. Was uh, Brian regularly went to this, like, oh, I got three players, and I literally called out all three players that he was like hoping fell to him and eight picks from them um like a hundred percent and then uh i called out the marvin jones pick the uh to axel and axel refused to take it he had to go sony and brian was losing it because uh it's like calling out his pick and he was thinking i was giving it away so i thought it was pretty funny uh, and then we reamed it for a while, but I told you Texas Bear would end up taking David Johnson. I love the value because, honestly, one of those guys can be useful, and I think the pass catching back is probably the best bet. Um, his limited role, I mean, he's going to be super useful, but he'll be a decent flex filler for bye weeks and stuff, so I don't hate that pick, especially so late at 9-8. And then uh, probably the steal this round would either be between Marvin Jones, um, Sonny Michelle, Ryan Tannehill, or yours truly taking Marquez Callaway at the 9-9. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Um, 
Yeah, 9-9, man. So that's like the 11th, 12th round, basically, uh, for a starting receiver is fantastic on that same offense. Uh, I mean, we'll see if it lasts all season, but I like that. And then I like Devin Singletary. Uh, not so much the player, but getting him basically, what, four over four rounds behind Zach Moss was fantastic value. So good job to Groovy Drew on that one. Uh, we're going to blaze through the rest of the picks. Um, so in the 10th round, we had Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Rondell Moore, Russell Gage, Henry Ruggs, Joe Burrow, Amaran Ross, St. Brown, Gronk, Hines, Stafford. Uh, basically, Moore could be decent. Hurts can maybe be decent, but I don't like him that much. Uh, dart throws with Gage and Ruggs. Don't like Burrow, don't like St. Brown, at least for the first half. Loved my Hines pick, and I thought Stafford was great value there. Uh, next up, we had Trey Quan Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Travis Etienne, Randall Cobb, Elijah Moore, Marquise Brown, Ramondre Stevenson, Philip Lindsay, Brian Edwards, and Irv Smith. Uh, I wasn't sure, I can't remember if Irv Smith was hurt at that point, or if he got hurt during the draft or whatever, um, but... Real quick, uh, Trey Conlon, trash. Nelson, probably trash. Travis, uh, this is a good stash just because he's kept as a keeper and he went straight to IR. Uh, I thought we could have gotten him later, but fantastic value there still, uh, depending on what his keepers are. Uh, like the Elijah Moore pick, could be a good, not so much for this, it, not a great for this year, but great for a keeper. Uh, so I like that one. Uh, Marquise can be good. I actually went back and looked at it. I was surprising. I was surprised how consistently good he actually was last year. I always think of him as super waffly, but before he got hurt, he had mostly good usable weeks. And then when he came back from injury last year, I think his last like eight weeks were all double digit or something. So, uh, fantastic value. I got to rethink how I look at him and a couple of these big play guys. Uh, I'm sure it's not entirely wrong, but, uh, I need to give him a little more credit. Uh, dart throws were Mondre and Philip Lindsay. Dart throw uh, with high potential and Brian Edwards for me and Irv Smith. Who cares? Next up, dart throw AJ Green. Giovanni Bernard could potentially be decent. Uh, probably the winner of this round, Jacoby Myers at 12-3. Uh, this might have been before Mac was named the starter, or they cut Cam. Uh, either way, fantastic value. He should have gone like three four rounds earlier so uh good on dan for that pickup uh axel's doing victory laps patting him back uh going tony jones here way too early for tony jones this was still when latavius was on the team i think he went what like seven rounds earlier or something like that uh and up working out for him but i don't think it was any process that told him this is how it was gonna go it was just he saw one preseason game and was like oh i'm going to waste my my 12th round peak on him. Uh, that's pretty much the best short notice axle I could give you. Um, plus, he likes crepes, I think. Next up, J.D. McKissick. Good value. Uh, McCall Hardman. Eh. Coleman. Eh. Tevin, that is. Kirk Cousins. Uh, fine play. Mark Ingram. I already dropped him. I was just taking a shot. And then Chupa Hubbard, obviously a uh, backup. Uh, and then I believe we had a problem with adjusting the the rounds of the last two. Basically, by 
a certain deadline you had to have your bench down by two so everyone made that um, but we ended up with Deshaun Jackson, Adam Troutman, Devontae Parker, Johnny Smith, Jared Cook, Alexander Madison, Kadarius Toney, Damian Williams, Deshaun Watson, and Cole Beasley. Uh, love the Johnny pick. He's another tight end I would have taken earlier. Like the Devontae Parker, he has potential. Um, other than that, I'm not a big backup taker guy as far as in the draft. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson, I only took to make sure no one else took him. I was fully intending to drop him. Um, and then Xavier Jones, Bell. These are all guys, guys pick so they could drop. They didn't really care. Uh, Rager, Crowder, Rashad Bateman, Kenneth Gainwell, Malcolm Brown, Baker Mayfield, Ty Johnson, and Terrace Marshall. Uh, Terrace Marshall, potentially Ty Johnson, and... Uh, Rager are the only ones that have maybe any value at this point. Bateman probably got put on IR, but that finished it out. Um, at first glance, I think combined with this keepers, Dan had the best draft just because the extra picks early and he had quality keepers. Um, I would say Chase had a good draft, but his keepers kind of sucked outside of Barkley, so he was behind the eight ball a little bit. But he did have some high picks, so he made up for it, getting uh, Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup, along with Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and uh, Saquon Barkley. I mean, it was, just, it was overall a good one. Um, I thought I had a decent draft, considering I was missing the first two rounds. Um, I liked Brian's draft a lot. I mean, it's hard to look. I'm I'm just blind reacting here. There's no plan on it. But uh, it was a fantastic, fun draft. I think we're going to be a little more proactive this upcoming year, not only with the, uh, the Keeper League, but also the Dynasty League, uh, as far as making sure we can have, like, an actual, like, setup chat room and be more involved kind of thing. Uh, we're going to do a lot of social media things and just things to try to get things going this year. I'm saying things a lot. I know I'm a little tired. It's 1030 at night and I've been up since 4 a.m. and I'm at work. And I've worked out twice. So man, I am doing all that I can for you people and I hope you appreciate it. Uh, anyways, that is the draft recap. It's not as fun as my normal stuff. I realized that I just wanted to kind of power through these things because I'm going to plan on doing one more right now for a 16-teamer. So uh, it's a little short on the funny, a lot of short on the energy. But thank you for listening. And uh, I think tomorrow morning I'm going to try to bang out a week one preview. If not, it'll be post-Thursday night matchup. Sorry in advance on that, but uh, we all work with the schedule we had. I'm working a lot, and then we got the kids' birthday party and stuff uh, coming up. So, anyways, good luck to the season. Uh, I hope you all lose, and I somehow win both leagues. But if not, uh, I think most importantly, let's just have good, clean fun, and uh, let's enjoy this thing called fantasy football. And uh, finally, remember... Goonies never say die.
that's all, folks.